brothers, my sisters. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? He replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made man, male and female. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house, the disciples again questioned Jesus about this. He said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And people were bringing children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not prevent them. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you. Whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. I spent last weekend in Philadelphia, the last two days of the Pope's tour, which included, as you all probably have heard, Cuba, Washington, New York. And what a week, what a week of great images and great examples of living our faith and witnessing the gospel. The Capitol, the White House, the National Cathedral, St. Patrick's, United Nations, the 9-11 Memorial, Madison Square Garden, Independence Hall. The images all were wonderful, but the ones that stuck with me was after addressing Congress, there was no fancy congressional lunch or event. Francis left and went to have lunch with the poor in Washington. After the United Nations address, Francis left and went to Harlem to learn how to use a classroom touchscreen. And after Independence Hall, after that address, he went and visited prisoners. But finally, for me, the biggest thing that struck me was the Saturday night, the last night 
before the big mass of 1.5 million people. There were many celebrities, there were many musical acts, Mark Wahlberg, Andrea Bocelli, The Fray, Aretha Franklin, and many awesome witnesses to the faith. I think any of us would have been exhausted and wanted to just call it a night at the end of that night. But Francis had one final message before the day was over. He wanted to speak to the families that were gathered there. It was the most excited and the most natural out of all the 26 homilies or reflections that he did that week because he spoke in his native tongue, but he also spoke from his heart. He was a preacher. He had absolutely no notes. He had a prepared statement, but he threw those out and he just talked. And I would recommend if you want to hear that, go to YouTube and see the 15 minutes that he spent with those families. He said, families have a citizenship which is divine. The identity card they have been given is given to them by God. So that within the heart of the family, truth, goodness, and beauty may truly grow. He used a little humor. He said, you know, families have difficulties that we quarrel and sometimes plates can fly and that children bring us headaches and he didn't want to bring up the issue of mother-in-laws. But then he told us seriously about God. How God's love for us was so great that he began to walk with humanity, with his people, until the right time came, until the right moment, and he gave us the greatest and the highest expression of love, his own son. And where did he send his son? To a palace, to a city? No, he sent it to a family. Amid a family, he sent Jesus to a family. And he could do this because it was a family that had a truly open heart. The doors of their heart were open. And he also told us about children. We just heard it about it today in the gospel. Take care of the children. Children, whether they're young or old, they are the strength that moves us forwards. We place our hope in them. And he didn't leave out grandparents. They are the living memorial, he said, of the family. They have passed on the faith. They transmitted the faith to us. Look after the grandparents. It's an expression of love. A people that do not care for their children or their grandparents are a people that there's not a future because it doesn't have the strength or the memory to go forward. And then he left us with one bit of advice. He said, never let the day end without making peace. And that night, as I stood there on the watching tens of thousands of people, he ended the night praying the Hail Mary. And what a powerful moment to stand there with so many people of so many differences, but united in faith. Today's gospel and the readings, Jesus is being tested about his opinions on marriage and divorce. 
And even the disciples try to keep the children from bothering Jesus. And what he does is he challenges them. He challenges the Pharisees. He challenges the disciples to look into their own hearts. Look at how, if they don't have open hearts, that can lead to selfish choices rather than self-giving choices. We're human. We're weak. And it often leads us to bad consequences. We know that many, there are many divorces. There's many broken relationships among us. But Genesis reminds us that it's not good to be alone. It's not, but sometimes that's where families go. Communication issues, addictions, unfaithfulness. They all challenge us in keeping our families together and it's not always easy. I have a story, a story about a married couple who had some problems, who had some hardened hearts, but they were able to open them up through the difficulties and able to see beyond their selfishness, see beyond making self-giving choices, and in the end, love would win out. The husband one day came home to his wife and said, I don't love you anymore. I'm not sure that I ever did. I'm moving out. The kids will understand. They'll want me to be happy. And that news hit her like a sucker punch to the gut. And she did something that people around her didn't expect her to do. After being told that, she didn't divorce him. She just said, I don't buy it. I don't believe what he's telling me. And he, on the other side, expected her to burst into tears, get angry, threaten a custody battle, beg him to change her mind. He turned mean to her. I don't like what you've become, he said. But his wife continued to understand him. She continued to have compassion for him. She continued to have an open heart. And despite his anger, despite his meanness, she kept positive about the relationship. You see, she knew he was going through a tough time at work. And it wasn't going too well. He was in rapid decline, both physically and emotionally. And she could see through it, through his eyes, that he was broken, that he was fragile. She told him, I'll give you distance. I'll give you some space. She told him, go hiking in Nepal. Turn that basement into a man cave. Get the drum set you always wanted. Just do something, but anything. Please don't hurt the family. Take your space, but don't hurt this family with your reckless and selfish mood. And he replied, I don't want distance. I, don't, I just want to move out. She still didn't believe him. She, did, she just did not want to give up, loving him and giving him an open heart. 
He didn't move out, but instead he spent the whole summer being reckless. Unreliable, stay out late, work, work late night at night, but no calls. He blew off the entire 4th of July, the fireworks, the parade, the barbecue. And when he was home, he was distant. He couldn't even look her in her eyes, couldn't even wish her happy birthday. Yet what she did was she defended him to the kids. Daddy's having a tough time, and we're a family, no matter what. We're a family, no matter what. She continued to love him from a distance. She continued to love him from afar. So what she did was she created a summer of fun for the family. She invited him to share, and if he did, that was great, but if he didn't, they would miss him, but they would be okay. So they barbecued, they made lemonade, she always set the table for four. And then one day, there he was. He was home early from work. And he was mowing the lawn. And she thought to herself, a guy doesn't mow his lawn if he's going to leave it. Then he fixed the door that was broken for eight years. And he told her that the front porch needed paint. And he decided to get wood for the upcoming winter. He began to slowly think about the future, about their future. And then came Thanksgiving dinner. He was there at the table with his family and her husband bowed his head and humbly said, I'm so thankful for my family. He was back. You see, her husband tried to blame his wife for all of his pain. And what she did took a lot of courage. She ducked. She didn't believe him. She saw beyond what he was telling her. And she continued to have that open heart that the Pope speaks about, continued to have that open heart that we hear about in today's gospel. And she continued to love her husband unconditionally. Unconditionally, especially when it was difficult, especially when there was lots of pain. She herself might have felt very alone, it's not good to be alone. She knew that she wasn't. She trusted in God when it was difficult. And St. Paul tells us that love is kind, but it's also patient. And she was patient with him and saw through his eyes that he was broken, saw that he was fragile, and continued to love him with an open heart. And in the long run, kept the family together and with the awesome grace of God, saved their marriage. This morning in Rome, the Synod of Families has begun. And many in our church in the next three weeks will take time to discuss the challenges of family life. The discussions won't be easy, and it will come with much debate. 
the Gospels we have been hearing about recently, tell us that the disciples were afraid of looking at things in new ways. And Jesus knew their fear. He knew their anxiety. He broke down barriers and allowed them to see things in new ways. Let us pray in the upcoming weeks for the success of the meetings in Rome. Let us pray for the family. As Francis reminded us this past week, in the family, there is always love. Love is celebration. Love is joy. Love is moving forward. And in the family, there is always light. Yours is the power.